0: Stop the presses, baby. Uh, Don't look now, but the Big 12 had itself an incredible first round of the NFL draft. That's right. I'm Pete Mundo, heartlandcollegesports.com. We got this uh, emergency Friday podcast coming your way because uh, the Big 12 just knocked it out of the park. It just crushed it. No one's going to talk about it. Credit to the Big 12 for bragging about it. You know, the old Big 12, I don't think would have done this like the current Big 12 is doing it. But the Big 12 just did something that no other power conference did. It didn't have the most NFL draft picks in the first round. We all know that. But it's also the smallest of the Power 5 conferences right now with 10 teams. The Big 12 led all college football conferences with 60% of its teams producing a first round draft pick. That's right. You had uh, six players go in the first round, all from different teams. Iowa State will mcdonald i guess we'll go in order here let's go in order just to make everybody happy tyree wilson texas tech offensive uh offensive outside linebacker he ends up getting his name called at number seven overall to the raiders then Bijan robinson to the falcons at number eight texas running back uh will mcdonald iowa state outside linebacker he hears his name called at number 15 by the jets tcu wideout quinton johnston 21st overall to the chargers Oklahoma tackle Anton Harrison he ends up going 27th to the Jaguars and last but not least Felix Anandike Uzoma staying home the K-State you want to call him a defensive end outside linebacker he goes to the Chiefs in the final pick of the first round 31st overall a hometown guy in Kansas City so The Big 12 led the way because yes, it was six players from six different teams. What does that showcase for the Big 12? That showcases the depth of this conference. That's what it showcases. The depth of the Big 12 to have six different players picked from six different teams all in the first round. And it's exact and it proves exactly what we thought about the Big 12 this past season. Now It didn't have um, a Georgia in it. Now, there was only one Georgia in the country, let's be honest. But this was as deep of a conference as there was in college football. I know that TCU got embarrassed in the national title, and it kind of made the Big 12 look bad, but I'm not convinced it would have gone much differently for Michigan, to be totally honest, had Michigan beaten TCU in that semifinal game. This showcased, once again, the depth that this league has and the parity that this league has when you've got six guys from six different teams and uh, you know different positions as well it's not like it was all wide receivers everyone's got this misconception about the big 12 that yeah you know it's just a bunch of a bunch of fast little guys and it's the big 12 hey you got to get with the times here this is not 2010 this is 2023 And the Big 12 had six guys go in the first round and half of them were on the defensive side of the ball. This is not your father's Big 12 or your cool older cousin's Big 12 or your loser older cousin's Big 12 is probably the better way to say it. Like, this is not what people perceive the Big 12 to be anymore. It's not. It's a totally different league. It's a league that has defensive studs that are getting picked in the first round of the NFL draft. Texas Tech just had a top 10 pick on the defensive side of the ball for crying out loud. Tyree Wilson is the highest-drafted defensive player in Red Raider history and ties for the second-highest selection on either side of the ball in school history. He's the fifth Tech player to go all, uh, to go in the top 10 all time. Like, you got to stop with the narratives that are out there And those narratives are all over the place, and I'll get to more of them coming up. So, uh, Tyree Wilson goes to uh, the Raiders. I think it's a great fit because the Raiders got to figure out how to get to the quarterback. Now, the back end of their defense is not good, but, you know, if you have a good front end, it helps your back end, right? And when you got to play the Chiefs and the Chargers twice a year, you got to play those two quarterbacks, right? in terms of not just Patrick Mahomes, you know, but this other guy, of course, gets overlooked. Justin Herbert gets overlooked all the time. You got to play those guys in four games. Having a guy who can get to the quarterback like Tyree Wilson is a big advantage. And the Raiders got that. So good pick there. B. John Robinson showing that the position of running back, I don't know if the position's gaining more value. It certainly has lost a ton of value. But people realize B. John Robinson is not just like a guy who's going to carry the ball off the left tackle, off the right tackle, run for three yards, and move on. He can catch the ball in of the backfield. We saw that plenty for Texas. He is going to be an outstanding weapon in a league that continues to be fine, defined by offense first. You add him to the arsenal for Desmond Ritter, the quarterback down there, and that is a really nice fit. And say what you want about Texas. And I know that, obviously, this is a Big 12 podcast. Uh, The Texas fans love Texas, as you should. You're a fan. Nobody else in the conference and no other fan base likes Texas, but you got to like Bijan. That dude's always smiling. Man of faith. Great young guy who you'd love to have as a face of your franchise. He is very easy to root for. And, you know, he's the first Texas running back taken in the first round since Cedric Benson. Taken by the Bears fourth overall back in 2005. Almost two decades. If somebody told you, and it's not just Texas's fault, it's also the position. But after Cedric Benson got drafted fourth overall in 2005, if I told you it'd take two decades for Texas to have a running back taken in the first round, what would you say? You'd call me crazy. You'd ask me what I was smoking. It Goes to show you how things have changed, not just at Texas, but also... Uh, with the running back position. Then Will McDonald. You know, I, I, I thought that Will McDonald would fall further than 15. Now, the Jets apparently wanted to go offensive line. Their guys were taken. So uh, their head coach, defense first guy, says, you know what? If I can get a guy like Will McDonald, high character guy who can handle New York, I'm going to grab him. And Will McDonald becomes just the second first round pick in Iowa State history you got to go back to 1973, running back George Amundsen. I hope I'm saying that right. Taken by the Oilers in 1973, 14th overall. Will McDonald tied for the Big 12 career sack lead with 34. So, so impressive on so many levels what Will McDonald has done and uh, the way he's gone about his business and he becomes a top half of the first-round guy going to the New York Jets. And uh, the New York Jets, I mean, what do they have now from Iowa State? You got Brees Hall. They just signed Alan Lazard. I, so the New York Jets are becoming the New York Cyclones. It's it's fun. I mean, I, I love it when, you know, you're a college team and you get to see your teammates as well. You know, that's pretty cool stuff. Brees Hall, Alan Lazard, and Will McDonald all now are on the New York Jets. So I don't know. We got any... Iowa State fans who are going to become Jets fans? Iowa State fans are mostly what? Probably Vikings or Chiefs fans? I'm a Chiefs guy, so I don't want you leaving me and the Chiefs to go to the Jets. I mean, come on. You're going to really root for Aaron Rodgers? But if you want to pull for your guys on the Jets, I'm cool with that. And you should, because that's, uh, that's pretty awesome. So Will McDonald's uh, going to the Jets. Then Quentin Johnston, 21st to the Chargers. Uh... And, and TCU has quietly done a really good job producing NFL players. Like No one really talks about it, but he is the seventh first-round pick out of TCU in the last 14 seasons, third wide receiver in the past eight years. That's a pretty damn good stat for TCU, especially since it's been a defense-first program until Sonny Dyke showed up under Gary Patterson. It's just interesting. Um, as a Chiefs fan, that scared, scares the heck out of me. I want no part of having to face uh, that that three-headed monster, right? Of now Quentin Johnston, Ed and Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Yikes! I was like, oh man, that guy, that trio is going to make life hell for the Chiefs' defense uh, for the foreseeable future. That is, that's a tough one to swallow. I mean, that's a great pick for the Chargers. They are v- going to make it really tough on the Chiefs and the rest of the AFC, um, if that defense can stay where it's at, combine that with the offense, you add Quinton Johnson to that, woo, Justin Herbert, that's going to be fun. So a great pick there. Oklahoma uh, offensive tackle Anton Harrison, he goes to the Jaguars. That is OU's fifth first-round pick over the past six seasons, first offensive lineman taken in the opening round since Lane Johnson went fourth to the Eagles back in 2013. And they needed a tackle. Uh, They lost a guy uh, in the free agency market. Good pick there. And Harrison's going to be a solid pro. And then the best story is Kansas City native Felix Anandike Uzoma stays home. So you had, you know, the NFL draft in Kansas City, the Chiefs, Super Bowl champs, last pick of the first round, and Clark Hunt, the owner, goes out there. And he picks a K-State guy, who's not just a K-State guy, but a Kansas City kid, to join the Chiefs. Uh, You can't write that script. That is just an awesome story. And, you know, it's really a testament, too, to Kansas State and finding these diamonds in the rough. So, Anandike Ozoma is the kind of guy, he was going to go to Mizzou and not play football. Then he had an offer from North Dakota State. Then he ends up at K-State with Kleiman and This is when Kansas State's at its best. When Kansas State's at its best, they're finding guys like this. They're finding two uh, low three-star guys. They have a developmental program. They're not going to land a ton of four and five stars. They build them up. They develop them. And before you know it, I mean, these guys are top of the line, quality NFL prospects who are being taken in the first round. You know, Julius Brens could be early off the board in the second round for K-State, cornerback. And, you know, they're making a difference at the next level. That's what programs like Kansas State have to do and should do and are capable, fully capable of doing. It's a lot of fun to watch. It's a lot of fun to follow. And it's one of those things that just as a Big 12 guy, you appreciate because a lot of programs have to be like that. There's only so many five stars to go around, and we know where most of them are going. You can probably, you know, list on two hands the amount of programs those five-star guys are going to. And what makes football so much more unique than basketball is, you know, the guys who are the best at basketball at 18 are probably the most likely guys who are going to be the best in the NBA at 25. In football, it's so much more about how you develop. You see busts all the time. Right? The five star guys you never hear from again. But then you have two star guys who become, you know, first round NFL draft picks because of how you develop over your three, four, five years of college. It is so much easier to develop into the player that you want to be to get into the NFL in football versus basketball. And basketball, you know, your athleticism is what it is. Yes, you can work on your jump shot, uh, you can become a better rebounder, you can do all those things, but it's so much more of a just react athletic sport than football which is I don't want people are going to get upset by this basketball fans are going to go nuts when I say this but when I say football is more about developing a skill what I mean by that is it can be more nuanced and you can develop those nuanced skills in a way that isn't really as possible in basketball and that's what's so exciting about this sport and how you see programs develop And players develop in those programs. And Kansas State is a great case study of that exact thing. So congratulations to all the first-round Big 12 guys. Um, Outstanding job by the teams that picked them first off. Big 12 gets three defensive guys in the first round. Who would have seen that coming five years ago? And now it's on to the second and third rounds. And the perception that the NFL or that the Big 12 is just offense That's starting to be realized it's taken some time, but it's starting to be realized. I saw this comment from NFL uh, expert Daniel Jeremiah. He was on the part of my take podcast. And he said that the perception of the Big 12. Does hurt it when it comes to the NFL draft, he said, I think teams are lying if they say it doesn't, I would have to go back to Zach Thomas for the last great Texas Tech defensive player. I'm sure there's somebody in between those two, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. And I get it. That perception is still out there. You think of guys like Lincoln Riley, too, and, and Cliff Kingsbury and whoever else that were offense first guys who, you know, um, certainly are well regarded at both levels of football. But, man, Thursday night proved that NFL evaluators scouts the people who are actually watching the games not the talking heads who watch maybe a little Alabama Georgia on Saturday the people that are actually going to the games following the programs digging into these teams know that that's not what the big 12 is anymore it might be for you talking heads but it's not for those who actually pay attention to the sport and thank goodness for that I'm Pete Mundo hey before you go do me a favor you're feeling good. It's NFL Draft Weekend. Can you take 30 seconds out and just hit the five-star review rating and review on the podcast on iTunes? Hit five stars, take 30 seconds out, leave a review. I'd so appreciate that, and um, hit subscribe as well. And in return, I'll send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie. All you got to do is leave that rating and review, and then send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at com. It helps us grow the show. I mean... These matter in terms of our rankings on iTunes and Spotify and things like that. So I got a brand new batch of koozies I want to send to you. Keep that beer cold this summer. And, you know, we don't have some huge marketing budget, but we have become the number one Big 12 podcast because of every one of your ratings and subscriptions and reviews. So I can't thank you enough. Please take 30 seconds out if you could do that, and uh, I will get you hooked up with that koozie. Just email me a screenshot, Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. Thanks so much. Have a great weekend.